As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search, match with Indeed. When I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. So is anybody jet lagged? <laughs> uh, yes, very jet lagged. What time? Yeah. <laughs> what time is it? What time does it Let's feel see. like? <laughs> what it, time is it in Italy right now? It's six hours after now, so it's eleven o'clock at night, quarter to eleven. It's ten forty-seven p.m. Yeah, there you go. Time so for dinner. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, yeah it, we got back late last night, and all is well. The dogs, we missed our dogs like crazy. We're reunited. They've had a good day back with us. It's freezing here in Georgia. It's freezing in this house. It's freezing all over America right now. I think. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's very cold. <laughs> yep. And this podcast is coming out uh, next week, and so it'll be after Christmas. But we're getting ready for Christmas. But hey, we thought on this one we would catch you guys up on our adventures to Italy and just got. Eddie in the studio, which yeah! is amazing. Yeah, it's been a while, Eddie, since you've been on a podcast. <laughs> yeah, that, that mysterious other voice you're hearing. <laughs> Eddie, did your ears ever pop from the no. plane? Yeah, no, mine haven't either. So if Eddie and I are talking louder, it's because we can't. Yeah, can't I might be screaming right now. Right now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, we got in late last night. The way I was thinking about it, I think I was thinking about this on our way to the airport in Rome. I put in my head how many stops were ahead of us. Um, basically thinking like, okay, we get into the cab. Okay, cab, airport, airport, check luggage, check luggage, security, security, through security, plane, plane, Boston, Boston, like LA, not LA, we're not in LA, <laughs> Boston, Atlanta, Atlanta, bags, bags, Uber, Uber, office, office home. And wow, so I, I had like I had a list in my head, kind of, of the things. Quite the checklist. Yeah, yeah. the things. I'm exhausted just hearing. I that. know, I know. And eventually, yeah. I remember I w- I didn't exactly think of it that specifically until we had six left, and I was like, mm. okay, I can get there those six. And then as we were going to our Uber, it was three. It was just like Uber office home, and that helped me. That helped me get through it. I was, mm. yeah, I I liked the travel. Um, but my body's a little wrecked. Coming oh, back yeah. was coming back was so easy, but going there was torture. We got a lot a to talk about. And, but oh, we should, should we should we roll the intro music? Maybe let's do Y'all? before the end. I suppose. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, honey. Say it for us. Roll that intro music. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Mags and dads, wholesome chaos. Welcome to the last podcast of 2022. Yeah, some chaos. I hope your holidays were amazing. That you had a really fun Christmas and time with family or friends or whatever. Getting ready for New Year's with some, New maybe Year's. some thoughts about how you want to engage differently or habits you want to let go or who knows or just passage of time. Yeah, <laughs> just being you. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, because you're you're uh, you're awesome, and uh, thank you for listening. We are um, catching up on our trip, Maggie. So you were yeah. saying the first flight. First flight um, was kind of short. It was to New York. I watched Thor: Love and Thunder because I didn't have a book. I, I really wanted a book beforehand, and it just didn't time out that I could buy one. Mm. Um, so I watched Thor: Love and Thunder. Did you guys watch movies on the first flight? It was pretty quick. I do. I watch so many movies. I, I honestly can't. <laughs> they all blended together. I yeah. feel that. I can't remember what movies I watched on the second plane. That's so, um, but yeah, when we got to JFK, we were like, okay, our first flight ran a little behind, but it's going to be fine. We're going to get there fine in plenty of time for a connecting flight. 
And that was simply not the case. Um, yeah, it was tricky because not only our flight was a lot later than I thought it was, because mm-hmm. I think we sat on the, on the tarmac a while. Plus the, the winds were crazy and um, the flight was just, t- it took longer. But um, the connection. Yeah, the, <laughs> we, the connection. We had to exit the airport to go back through security. And oh my gosh, it was crazy the... We had to like take a train. We had to take a train to go outside the airport to go back through security. And one one of the ladies, we're like all running, physically running. And the lady was like, guys, you're supposed to be here three hours early. And we were like, bro, don't you dare right now. Yeah, so it was, we had like no time. I'm I'm pretty sure like we we were waiting for the train around that time they were starting to board or something. Like we we had no time. I, I honestly kept thinking like, okay, we're not going to make this yeah, flight. Yeah, like we're, we're going to make miss this the flight. flight for sure. And yeah. I'm going to pee my pants because I had to go to the bathroom really bad too. And like, oh, I was <laughs> running. <laughs> and so they, they uh, a nice lady cut us through the line. That was a blessing. Um, if we hadn't done you, that, we would but, not have made our flight. But you two yeah. went through and Eddie and I were behind you guys. And then somebody else came to cut more people in front of us and yeah. we were like kind of inching our way through mm. and they're like, don't worry, we're not going to cut them yeah, in front of you. They're not, they're not going to cut. And they're then they cut. fully did. And yeah. these are like like adults. Yeah. And they were like, oh my gosh, just people in airport act like children. And I'm like, you should be embarrassed. Like, yeah, yeah, but man. then I got, then there was a lady, like we're running, somebody said uh, six, right? Gate six. And the lady sees us running. She goes, are you on the flight to Rome? And she's not prepared to run at all. Um, and I said, yeah, so I, I think So I picked her up and six. I carried her all the way to the gate. So I, but I told them on the plane, I'm like, there's a lady behind us and she's going to be Did she make it? Minute. Oh, I'm sure. Because then once we got on the plane, we had like 30 minutes. But remember, I like walked on the plane. I said, yeah. I have to go to the bathroom it was just, now. And I've, I walked right into the luggage mm-hmm. closet. I felt like a lot of us, <laughs> like, I don't know. We weren't met with the the a ton of warmth. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I know we were clearly flustered, and uh, I know one of the TSA agents was like, "You guys need to calm down. That f- the flight's oh not even gosh. here yet." Yes, and we're yes. like, a- and I, I started talking to him. I started talking to him because he was like, "You guys need to chill out. You're fine. They know you're coming." And then he was. He told me he was like, "Your flight to Rome, like Italy, isn't even here yet." And I was like, "It's. It says it's. It's, it's been boring. It's yeah, been boring it said it's here." Like an and he yeah. goes, mm. "And sure enough, they're about to close the gate." Yeah, <laughs> like, and the ladies who gave us our our board Boarding passes, they were like, mm, "There's, there are sh- two or th- out of the three were shaking their heads, like you're not going to make." It. And the other one's like, "No, you're, you're going to be fine. Come on, run. Yeah. Let's go." We Let's were, go. we were gaslit at JFK. Yeah, <laughs> is what happened. So, so once, then what happened? So <laughs> once we were all on the plane, it's like, it's like, oh wow. Then we settled in, and like it took a while for us to take off. Which I'm thinking, yes. oh, that's good because we needed time for our luggage to all get and on the for plane. Lady. Yeah, for sure, <laughs> and for that lady. But apparently, our luggage did not make it when we got to Rome. <laughs> or um, they lied to us. <laughs> yeah, they lied to us. And so uh, I was the one who packed most of my belongings on my in my carry on bag. Yeah. But apparently, um, no, we nobody else not. did. So, but so, we used to do that for years and years. We've been married almost thirty years, and I. I mean, probably until the last maybe five years, yeah. I always would t- make sure that I had a change of clothes, especially on an international. And I was just out of the habit. Plus going into the holidays, like we were yeah. just sliding in at the last minute packing before we left. So. Yeah, we had a lot to do before this trip. Yes. <laughs> I, and yeah. yeah, we weren't all thinking clearly, but note to note to self, it's always good to have at least your toiletries and a change of clothes. Change of clothes. And in your carry on luggage. Two or three. Or two or three. <laughs> and if you're uh, a drinker, uh, a bottle of whiskey. No, I'm <laughs> Eddie was wearing my clothes. I think everybody was we wearing my clothes. Were, we at all some wore point. dad's clothes at some <laughs> point. Yeah. Um, we all wore your clothes in yeah. the first two days. When, when we got there, we were like, okay, we need clothes ASAP. And it hurt my soul that the four of us, in Rome, Italy, went to Zara and Under Armour. I love it <laughs> to go Maggie, shopping for clothes. We are very happy with our purchases. My I jeans love did not the clothes fit me. I got. Eddie and your dad love the clothes that they got, and that's that is, true. That's great for them. That is so great for them. But it hurt me a little bit. I know. But we um, had the best hotel. Um, I mean, it was like a crazy cool hotel, but it was, it re- was. perfectly positioned right near Trevi Fountain. And we heard about this from my friend Philip. And his family, who stayed in the very, very same hotel, same, same room, room. Mm-hmm. last year, were like, okay, at least we got that figured out. And I, I'm just, I'm grateful that we simplified this trip. Initially, yes. it was going to be 10 days. We were going to like go Still all over days. Italy and uh. go to go to the Amalfi Coast. And 
the you know um, and to Mount Fuji and and rent a car and Mount drive. Vesuvius, not Mount Fuji. <laughs> oh yeah, Mount Vesuvius. <laughs> what is it? We're gonna go Pompeii. to Japan. Real to Pompeii. <laughs> Pompeii is what I meant to say. So, um, but we decided a. No, I don't want to drive. None of us oh want gosh. me to drive. No. That would have been so bad. Oh yeah. The- Philip Philip actually texted me and he said, "So did you guys get a car?" And I said, "No, we decided to take trains and save the marriage." <laughs> exactly. And, and so that's and funny. We also yeah. decided to only do Rome and Florence because it was mm-hmm. like, you know what? There's so much to see in both of those cities. Yeah, and we were we were a little bit hindered by the fact that we didn't have our luggage and we had right. to wait in Rome for our luggage. And um, it was raining at Amalfi. So, you know, if yeah, it's it going to be out. cold and rainy, why not go to Florence for yeah. extra and, time? Yeah. And the the luggage still, <laughs> like, <laughs> we, we got a call that the luggage was there, you know. And so my dad, thankfully, you know, taxied to the airport, which was not close. Yeah. Um, not cheap. $100 to not, go get our luggage. Cheap, and he's go, he goes, what did, what did you tell him? I said, that you're going to go get it. He's like, what? <laughs> I was like, well, I thought that's what you'd want to do. Yeah. And do you want to explain your experience? Yeah. So there? I went there and I saw, saw the um, uh, person at the gate agent lost and found whatever uh, with Italia Airways. And and she said, um, oh, you only have one bag. I was like, no, 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 three bags. I gave her all the three bag texts. I was like, three pieces. They didn't make it to our flight, but they we got a notification. They were on the next flight the next day. And nope, they only had one of those bags. And so we're like, what? So clearly at this point, we can't leave town yet. And so we decided to extend for another night in Rome. I brought the one bag home, which I think was mom's bag. So she had her retainer and her her toiletries and clothes. So now Maggie and her could share clothes, but and Eddie and I could share clothes. But um, and then the next day we got a notification that the bags came again. We were now at a different hotel, still one bag. And we're like, yeah, they delivered one bag, bag, and we we're like, you, this is, and, and the, it still wasn't. Ma- oh no, no it this time mine. it was Maggie. It, was it still wasn't Eddie. Uh, I think it. it was like my bag tag too that was they were tracking the yes. bag number. So I was yeah, like, they were sending I, us I, all I, kinds I, of bad information. Yeah. Yeah. They said yeah. it was also a black bag. None of us have a black bag. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but anyway, but fortunately, that very same day, a couple hours later, Eddie's bag came in. Mm-hmm. We were reunited with our luggage. And all was well in the world. I was, yeah. And we left I for remember, Florence. <laughs> no, we were all in the hotel, though, when my bag came in. And I remember I was half asleep. And I was in one of those weird sleeps. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, you probably remember this better than I do. Where you're, like, half awake, but you're not fully awake. And so in my head, I heard, this is so weird. I like heard the conversation, I believe, of them bringing the bag, like you guys bring the bag in and being like, oh my gosh, Maggie, you're going to be happy. And in my head, I responded, but I, I didn't actually. But you didn't actually. And so, <laughs> I was and like, so, I thought she'd be really excited. <laughs> and so something else played through in my head of something that happened. Um, and I decided I needed to actually respond this time. And so I started talking to mom about like a ring. Is that? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, but it was the, like, do you want this ring? Yeah, I was like, 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 can I see, like, look at it or whatever. <laughs> but it was a dream that I was responding to still half asleep. But in my head, the dream was like, oh, no, I just subconsciously absorbed this again of the conversation that's happening in the room. I'm looking at this beautiful ring. <laughs> yeah. And then you were like, do you have, a, is there a ring or something? You said something like that. Mm-hmm. I was like, no, what are you talking about? You're like, darn it. Oh man. You were so disappointed no, that no, no, it no. really wasn't. But yeah, yeah. That it wasn't true. I was like, <laughs> I was like, no, no. I was so certain this was reality. Like I got played. It was, it was so disorienting. Yeah. So other than getting reunited, with our luggage, what were your your favorite moments from Rome? I mean, to me, it all kind of synthesizes in my brain as like, you know, a lot of a lot of coffee and walking. Yes. Our whole Italy trip, we walked Tons everywhere. Walking. We I did love it. The yeah. steps. I love the walking. Every yeah. day was leg day, and the rain wasn't bad. Like we only no. had a little drizzle a couple first couple days, and then yeah, things like cleared over, up. There was like some overcastness, which honestly was a good thing. So. What were your highlights, though, in terms of experiences or tours or highlight sites? Um, let's start with Rome. What, what about for you, Eddie? Oh, man, I just loved uh, going back and revisiting Rome. I uh, haven't been there since Assassin's Creed. I had never been there. <laughs> <laughs> oh. So, uh, yeah, it was great to be back. 
<laughs> it was really cool though. I like just being able to see so many of these places, so much history. Just the and the concept of like Rome be you know, this ancient city, like ancient, ancient city. Yeah. And then basically gets destroyed the whole like, you know, thousand years of darkness and then the Renaissance. So there you're kind of looking at like two sets of periods that were like that were just absolutely insane and it, mm-hmm. i i thought it was really cool how we went through like some of the areas like um the forum where everything is just completely yeah. level or not everything but a lot of stuff is completely leveled and our tour guide was showing us pictures of before and after the like great pictures and it, it, it it was just so cool, like being trying to imagine how, all these massive buildings and like how uh, mm-hmm. these different districts and yeah, all it doesn't of that feel real. Crazy. A part of it where I'm like, no, yeah. they remade this. <laughs> so, so like, yeah. I'm like, how how did people make this? Um, In the layers of history, you know, when you think about yeah. how they're continuing even now to uncover new yeah. eras of civilization going deeper oh, yeah, in the archaeology like- and then opening up whole new exhibits. It's like the longer, the more time passes, the more you get to experience when you go and tour a place like this. And the other thing about it was um, their attitude toward toward tourists is mm-hmm. is has probably always been great. Mm-hmm. But but what our guide told us, and I loved our guide in, the, oh, in Rome. He was, he was so awesome. passionate. Um, and But he's like... One, yeah, he the Coliseum and all of that. The Coliseum was amazing. But he said, no, when after COVID and the pandemic and everything shut down, the whole city has like a refreshed attitude about how we engage with tourists. And, you know, because we understand just how much we depend on them and how much, mm. you know, the city just really relies upon tourism as an industry, um, you know, for people to work. And he's, he's actually from, this particular guy was from Mexico mm-hmm. where he used to give tours of, um, from the, from the Mayan, Mayan, Mayan oh, ruins and things like this. So knowledgeable, really, yeah. just a brilliant guy, and and so I loved learning from him and and just you know picking up on his passion that yeah. made a huge yeah. difference. Yeah. yeah, my favorite part was probably on that tour, the just seeing like the Roman Colosseum, uh, no, the Roman Forum. Um, mm. Colosseum was cool too, but it very violent very dark very yeah, yeah. You, you don't walk into that place and they're like oh my gosh like this, this is so cool i know you're like geez that's terrible yeah. um what i picked up on from the coliseum was the the technology piece yeah, yeah. and you know when he when he thought about this is like set design he said you, you <laughs> yeah. got to think about this place like it was the most state-of-the-art arena stadium like like in 2022 where you'd play the Super Bowl and you've got the latest latest technology. Yeah, and they latest... even had the like coverings that they could like cover the the roof or something. Yes. Yeah, they had a retractable yeah, roof. Yeah, like the um, like the Benz in Atlanta, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like the Mercedes-Benz Stadium. Oh yeah, exactly. And elevators to take out set pieces of equipment from, and and yeah, animals from down below and, like a theater. Yeah. Like they had all that technology. You think they could have come up that. with a little better entertainment than making people kill each other or making animals kill each other. But I think what one of the things that I hadn't picked up on before, that wasn't like all the time. Like they had circuses. They had theater kind of stuff that they would bring. I think the murder was, uh, he was talking about the gladiators. (laughs) Oh, the gladiators. Yeah. Like the elite fighters. Like they were fighting. Yeah. yeah, Those were like the big concerts, big events. Yeah. Yeah, The main, the headlining. Cause they couldn't afford to pay them. So it was rare. It was like once a year. Is that what you said? even the gladiators who got paid the gladiators were slaves yeah Yeah. i know they're not even literally getting paid that's but his point was when you got it really well and they had like they they yes yeah lamb bread for better than most of the shopkeepers yeah his whole thing about like the the emperor giving you a thumbs up or thumbs down of whether somebody should live or die wasn't really a thing because these were these were like professional athletes They, they had especially if they were really good gladiators like they were a sports team. Yeah. You've got to think about it. Like somebody's like, got a lot like of money NFL, invested like in keeping that person trained and at the top of their game. And what if they they're were working like out all the time? And yeah, what if they were friends? I know, I know that's got to be hard, really hard. Crazy. Um, but I think the concept of the circus, honey, is a little different than what you're thinking about because the circus, the circus acts were like um, animals fighting animals too, oh. which was not necessarily, yeah. and they weren't. 
these are animals that wouldn't fight each other oh, in the yeah. wild. Yeah. And so they would chain them that. to each other. It was very It was terrible. Yeah. No, I know. It was terrible. I, I hate terrible. that they could build a coliseum so well. Yeah. <laughs> I know. They <laughs> to did just in like a do decade that inside too. of it. Crazy. Um, but yeah, so my favorite part was the, actually the garden in the Roman Forum. Yeah. Uh, there were some nice orange trees. I was like, this is so oh, beautiful. And you get the position of like what it would be like to be in ancient Rome. And you get to see like yeah. the reason why the, the, the emperor's city or the, you know, the, um, the gardens were up on the hill is because you could literally see everybody coming from everywhere um, from a, a, a far off distance and you great, great place of power and prestige. And of course the art and the beauty and the, um, the pantheon and, you know, all of the just amazing um, history. I, you know, one of the things that I was almost embarrassed about was we didn't do a great job. I think as, uh, ambassadors of America. Like we didn't try to speak Italian very much. Which it, I did every single day. All, well, mm-hmm. yes, we did. Mm-hmm. That in Spanish. Well, sometimes you, you forget. <laughs> no, that was just you guys. It's well, let me easy speak for to myself. slide into that. I, I felt like I would try to use Italian, but then just completely abort in a, any given yeah. situation. Oh my gosh. We were so bad about this of mom. You weren't there on our last night. Me, Eddie, and myself. No, me, Eddie, and Dad. <laughs> I'm so jet <laughs> We we went out to go um, get like froyo, and we walk up to this froyo place, and a man opens the door. His name's Lorenzo. He opens the door. And he this speaks. He speaks to us in Italian. And instead of any of us saying we don't speak Italian, we all just go hmm, and look at each other. Like, yeah, we didn't do? even say until anything. We goes, literally just all looked yeah, silently. And literally then until back. he goes, "You guys speak English," and we're like, "Yes." He, uh, yeah, I think he, he kind of he was like English. Yes, yeah, so I always have to wait and say like, "Are we saying Buonasera? Are we saying um, Buongiorno right now?" Like, it's like what time of day? Mm-hmm. So that's that's like the first thing I think about. Well, wait a second. So I've got like a five second delay. Yeah. I, my, he was awesome, time? by the way. He was, he totally was. Oh, like, he was so great. Yeah. We had some great froyo. Oh, um, he put on a whole presentation with it, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And he said he learned English from um, video games and what was the other thing? Uh, I actually wasn't at that, yeah. Yeah. That, that froyo thing with you guys. No, you were, you were no. journaling. You did a lot yes. of journaling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No, but Eddie, you joked a little bit about like touring Rome and Florence mm. via Assassin's Creed and like video <laughs> yeah. games. Yeah. But I bet that was really interesting because you de- you knew that architecture really well. And yeah. it was it was like probably and laid out by proportionally in a very, very accurate oh, way. Yeah. I, and yeah, I think the, the developers of, of those games are known for their accurate, at least then, I uh, like known for just really making these things as accurate as possible. And even, you know, of course, there's like the city life going on. So there's like stuff happening in the Pantheon. Um, just, I don't know. It, yeah, it's, it, that was really cool. Just being able to see all of that stuff. And yeah, one of the, I, like learning history from video games. That's, mm-hmm. that's pretty sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Lorenzo was great, but so were really all the Italians that oh, we met. Everybody, yeah. Everybody's super, super friendly, mm-hmm. nice. A lot of them, though, also said that they wanted to work on their English. They were like, oh, I, I like, like to practice my English. They like to practice, which um, was very helpful for us. Yeah. Um, it. We had a conversation um, when we got back about how how scary it's got to be coming to America to like sightsee or to travel mm. or whatever, because you go to... Italy, you go to France, wherever, it's so English friendly. Yes. Yeah. And America, it's, it's, I, it tends the to be. The customs was sp- kind of different. Yeah. I, yeah. I, I feel like customs spoke for well, that. Yeah. Well, I just even talk, but like specifically speaking, not even about culture, but just about like the language mm. of like how accessible it is to have other languages displayed. We don't accommodate. We don't other accommodate languages. that very well. Yeah. If you're working yeah. someplace, most people only speak English. Right. But there's a lot of lot more and more writings uh, in the U.S. In, For sure. in different and, languages, but, especially if you go to a museum and things like that. But it's usually uh, English and Spanish. Yes. For the most part. Right. Because um, that's the most but, of the world yeah, speaks it one just, of those. It made me feel mm-hmm. grateful for how 
English friendly everything oh, was yeah. and also more guilty about not <laughs> speaking Italian. And I, I tried the the tricky bit was a lot of the times when we would go in someplace or whatever, we would say, you know, buonasera or whatever back. And then they continue speaking Italian because we have greeted them in Italian, right, right. implying that we speak Italian unless the accents were specifically bad on our part that day. Um, <laughs> so, so we kind of walked into that uh, a good bit. Yeah, I could have prepped a lot better in terms of like having useful phrases that I knew well. But again, we were I, rolling right into this from a very busy agenda right into the trip. Yeah, I, I looked up right when we got there kind of uh, how to say I don't speak Italian. And I used it once. I, no, I used it yeah, twice. I literally gave everybody, I emailed everybody a little sheet of helpful information, <laughs> including all of that, how to say hello, thank you, excuse me, I don't speak English. I mean, or I don't speak <laughs> do Italian. Do you know how to spe- say you don't do speak you Italian? do you speak English? Did, did you read it? Do you know how to say that? How to say you don't speak Italian? Yes. Say it. You say, mi scusi, parle inglese, but you say, I, excuse me, I don't. You know, do you do you speak English? Mm. Not, yeah, I don't so speak it's, Italian. It's but. non parle italiano, is how you say. Exactly. It. And I and and on the train on the like way French. back, a yes. lady started a sweet lady in the aisle started speaking to me and like she was very friendly. And I said I said that um, in Italian, and she smiled so big and she grabbed my arm and squeezed she it. She was so and sweet. I was like, oh my gosh! Thank you for not like scoffing at me. Yeah, she was sweet. <laughs> All the Italians, the Italians are awesome. Yeah. Driving is a little <laughs> bit challenging. Yeah. Like the cab driver's experiences were <laughs> were, were interesting. Like the, going to the airport to get that bag of luggage, oh. I, the, the, I had the driver coming oh, back yeah. who smoked weed <laughs> from the moment he picked me up till the moment he dropped me off. Literally, and he crazy. told me when he picked me up, he said, I, ha- I haven't quite finished my, my supper. And I guess what he meant by that was, I'm not done smoking pot yet. <laughs> yeah, yeah, apparently. You're like, oh, yeah, no, sure, finish your sandwich. Crazy. And, and I was like, is this <laughs> normal? Means, this uh, does not feel normal or safe. But I don't know if I could make things worse that, you know, if I try to yeah. correct him or ask him not to. So I just let him smoke and drive and... We made about Dan hung, hung his head out the window like yeah. a dog. So. Yeah, well, I, I think it, I got a second con- yeah. like a contact. Yeah, he comes buzz. back. He's like, I think I might have gotten secondhand. Driving there was so scary. Yeah. Um, the other thing that was interesting is you, all the the eating out. You know, mm-hmm. we we ate a lot of pasta, a lot of pizza, yeah, and a lot of great. Italian food, and yeah. and yeah, and we were gluten free because. Um, we're, right. well, we're trying we to cut totally gluten free. Not totally gluten free, but but Eddie's Eddie has to be right. gluten free. I'm gluten free. Yeah, exactly. I, yeah, it's like a minor allergy thing that can uh, ultimately turn into celiac. So so you're really my doctor was like, hey, maybe yeah, cut it out now. Completely. <laughs> yeah. So uh, so what I told Eddie was like, you know, if you can if you can pull off gluten free in Italy, you know, the home of pasta and pizza oh, and stuff yeah. like that, then you've got this thing covered. But but it was surprisingly easier than I thought, you know, because yeah. people would accommodate um, and and the gluten free pasta choices and stuff were actually awesome. really good. Yeah. Very yeah, way better than anything I've made. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it, it was very cool. I feel like that that also helped me uh, kind of change my perspective because that you know that was something that came out this year and I didn't I wasn't really happy about cutting it out. I didn't want to, but I I knew I had to. So I I felt like you know sometimes it'd be upsetting if like I you know got something asked for something gluten free and and it wasn't or all of that. It was like oh, this Which, this is just really frustrating. And yeah, then and that happened once. Oh yeah it, yeah going to. And then, yeah, just that entire Italy experience, I think, changed my perspective. And finally, I don't I don't really know what it was. I, I think part of it was me just saying it out loud when I, I was kind of like, you know, at, like at some point I, I'd have to get over that and have to just stop letting that affect me. So I was like, I, I, I got to get over this. And it was great. Like, yeah. I, I don't know. I, I feel like that I came back from Italy with a uh, like much better mindset around all of that so yeah that's yeah great. we had some very good food very good food very good times lots of coffee yeah and gluten free food like, is good yeah even the pizza it it's is. awesome mm-hmm. it's so good i will but say then, like the gluten-free food on the plane well, <laughs> not as good so <laughs> yeah the um the pizza place that morgan told us about was the best pizza now it wasn't gluten-free so eddie mm-hmm. didn't get the pizza but he had the the pasta and but the 
But the yeah. pizza, that was the best. And because a lot we of the times I didn't, pizza. the pizza yeah. was not great. And I, and I'm like, come on now. I didn't always order it, but I would try everybody's pizza when they got it. And I'm just like, huh, I just expected it to be better. And then mm. that place, I was like, all right, yeah. now this is good. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But, you know, the other thing I thought about is on the one hand, we were surprised that restaurants were so accommodating. But on the other hand, I thought, well, if I was a restaurant owner, that's the kind of thing you ha- really have to know mm-hmm. and be able to say either we do it or we don't do it. And if you yeah, do say you no. do it, you've got to follow through because yeah. of the liability involved. And look, you're just taking care of people and trying to keep people safe who might have really legitimate health issues to whatever allergy, gluten or dairy or nuts or anything like that. So um, just gave me more empathy and respect for restaurateurs who have to think through all of those different things. And the same time they're trying to run a business and, and run a restaurant. We appreciate you guys. Yeah. Um, I was going to say, I have to be honest that like, I was, I am, I'm so grateful that we got to spend so much time together as a family. <laughs> and yet there, it, the family dynamic under the stress of travel and for that extended period of time, you know, I'd say there were moments that were challenging for all of us yeah. with mm-hmm. all of us. And with the, with the luggage loss that, that added yeah. a whole layer of stress. And so I guess I didn't think through, I didn't anticipate that as much. And obviously that's part of how you, um, you know, build the bonds of a family and friendship and love is like going through those moments of stress, but then recovering from it or losing your cool and and apologizing and getting it back. But I mean, thank, thank you all for being so gracious and understanding of my shortcomings. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Just the, I don't know that like realization and attitude of everyone. It's like everyone, I don't know, like we all love each other and, and that's like, yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I'm not explaining this well, but I, I just, I think it's so awesome. That's like such a great realization that like we all get on each other's nerves and, and things like that happen. But, um, you know, we all deeply care about each other. And yeah. I think that that's, yeah. And so we just hit, hit our, hit our reset button when, you know, when we get like, just, you know, sometimes you want to be by yourself too. It's mm-hmm. like, it's just when you're to so, you know, four people together all the time and you just kind of, I, I liked having my quiet time, um, periodically and have a cup of tea and you guys would, sometimes we go off two by two. Um, and that was fun too. Yeah. Now after this conversation, we actually won't be talking to each other until, <laughs> until after in, in the new year. No. Um, we'll be playing some nerds later. My, my private time, my, my alone time was strangely enough when I would go off and make my weekly videos or, <laughs> or even the mornings, you know, like planning them. Well, the first night when we got to Rome and we haven't even talked about Florence, like Florence was, I think the our, highlight, the highlight oh, yeah. like our favorite city. Um, because it's so beautiful and everything like that. But in both cities, I'd make my weekly videos. In Rome, the first day I tried to, and it was rained out. And so I went out, I actually wrote it the night before after getting in, I was really sleep deprived. I went out, tried to shoot a video. I was, I didn't have an umbrella, I was getting rained on. I was like, this is not working. And so I actually abandoned. Um, and that's when we found the forum and I was like, okay, now I've got a site in mind and better weather and I like really could plan it more. But I just love that idea of going out and like it's conquering the day and conquering the assignment of my of my thing. But it is it is weird. And I know I'm, you know, people I'm definitely a strange American out there talking to myself. Yeah. Um, but I did one in Rome and one in Florence. Um, Florence, we were right near the heart of the city yeah. and the cathedral Historic district both times. Yeah. yeah. And my intention. And it was, you did a great job in planning hotels, babe. Thank you. Yeah, you really hooked us up in some beautiful spots. And um, I, we walked and walked and walked and walked, but it, it was awesome. Um, yeah, but as soon as we'd walk out of the hotel, we'd be somewhere. Like, yeah. we'd be at, at some, like, literally Trevi Fountain was, I mean, what? One block, one like, minute like away, if that. Yeah, like 700 yeah. steps or less. It's amazing how you, like you look at things differently too, walking wise of just, Oh, it's a 30 minute walk. We can do that. Yeah. Um, And that's what my New York friends always say. They're like, Oh yeah, we just walk everywhere Yeah, because you don't have a car where it's like a 20 minute walk is nothing. And in LA, 
Like, you don't walk, you don't walk. anywhere. <laughs> no, if it's down the street, you're driving. And so I'm, like, inspired to start walking places. Mm. I um I really enjoyed the, also the in Rome, the Vatican City tour. Yes. Yeah. That was that's, amazing. That's what I was going to say. Yeah, and oh, then, yeah. but then in Florence, the tour of the whole cathedral and the and the we climbed the bell tower, <laughs> which was an amazing laid day. Like all the oh, stairs man. of climbing to the top of the bell tower. But then after that, Eddie and I also climbed the dome yeah. to the top of the cathedral, <laughs> the which top is like of the dome stairs on top of stairs. But Eddie, it was wild. What a trip, yeah. right? Oh yeah, I wow, it, it was so crazy. Just be like I I. I wasn't like, I don't know. I, I don't think that I'm scared of heights or have a fear of heights, but I, my like it, body and mind they were like, it was like just, we are so high up, even in the dome, like looking down inside, you know, you can see mm-hmm. the chapel and everything. And we're just so, so high up. <laughs> it was like, it was mind boggling. And, and just getting that entire view of Florence and all of the mountains and you can see all these villas and, the, mm-hmm. you know, the train station where we, we pulled up, it was so beautiful. It was incredible. And the stairs that you're going up are ascending and you know that these have been, these were built so many hundreds yeah. of years ago. And that, and they they go through these twisty turns, and then when you go over the dome, you're almost climbing straight up vertically. Mm-hmm. Um, from the interior, you get to see a different perspective of the of the mural, uh, which was mm-hmm. just bizarre because it shows like these layers of hell and demons and freakiness. <laughs> it's like I was telling Eddie, this is like combination of a uh, most incredible workout and like a trippy spook house, yeah. spook, spook house of some kind. <laughs> Because um, it's very just disorienting. Yeah, totally. I I think I like accidentally hit my hypnotized myself walking down those spiral <laughs> staircases just because it kept going and uh, yeah, that was that was something. <laughs> something I took away from it. I'll show you guys. So when we were inside the dome looking up, this is what it looked like, right? Mm-hmm. And so yeah. you see this beautiful mural. You have the two different levels that my dad and I, when they walked up, they walked along. And then you have this tiny interior mm-hmm. where there's windows or whatever that you see from the outside. I think you can get up here. Oh, mm. to, oh to the balcony looking into the, looking uh, where, where all these windows are. I think that's a space there that yeah. you can see from the outside over here. You can actually Maggie, but they had it closed during our, as yeah. we were walking Well, you're up. for sure. Public's not allowed up here. I'm pretty uh, sure. No, we, that's where we were. No, where not here, were. not here, here. Oh, okay. Like, or, oh, but, yeah. but, or, all of, or yeah. here, but on the inside, like yeah, where the, the dome inside is. looking down. And it made me think, I was like, how many places, especially in Vatican City, are like secret? Yeah. Yes. Oh my gosh. I can only imagine. I That's know. I know. I, mean, I we know. We didn't even see like the, we, we could, I feel like we could kind of see the side of the like Vatican Palace, if mm-hmm. that's what it's called, or the palace. But I, I mean, that whole thing, I bet, is super crazy. Yeah. Cool. And, and there's like, I've, seen stuff online about basements in Vatican oh, City yeah, and like what is I off bet. limits to the public right. and just centuries yeah, some, of I history. Bet maybe even like only a handful of people know about like, yeah. who, you know, <laughs> where, where I was like, man, just imagine being given like an, but even I wouldn't trust like, tour. yeah, but yeah. I wouldn't even trust that. I'd be like, no, there's no, still the more. You're, st- you're still hiding more <laughs> and I want to see me. it. Or maybe I don't. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. I don't know that you do. Yeah. I, was, I was telling Eddie, when you think about all the battles that were fought there and the times it was sacked yeah. and things like that, it's like, yeah. if you can imagine, like, everywhere we're walking, everywhere we're standing, this is this is kind of a creepy oh, thought. Yeah. But imagine if, like, you knew everyone who had ever died on that spot I thought before. about that in Rome. Yeah. yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. It, it, it totally, it reminds me of that mechanic in, in Dark Souls, or if anyone knows the FromSoft games, where you can see all of the other players that have died. Oh, so wow. when you're walking into an area and you just see that everywhere, you're like, ooh, no, I mean, maybe I, I should be careful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, I bet that there'd be those everywhere. We were literally at the spot where... Julius Caesar was murdered, yeah. right? Yeah. And you're just standing sort there of, like, yeah. oh. I, I don't <laughs> that was, remember that was, was right like, here? 
Oh, <laughs> I don't okay. remember if that was like the exact spot or if it was like that's where they brought away. his body yeah. or something. Oh, you're right. Yeah yeah. yeah, yeah. They brought his body there, and then they were trying to. Like, they, they thought they were going to do this processional after they and take him to get it cremated, but then there was like riots. But yeah. we were right where Mark Antony did his famous speech. His famous speech. Yeah. yeah. And like that legit happened. Yeah. Like that's crazy. In the, oh my gosh. Like I just I spend so much time thinking about how cool it would be to just have like glasses you can put on and see everything yeah. around you. You know, oh yeah, honestly, of years ago. we totally need to like see that in VR or like some yeah. virtual mm-hmm. replica. Or I feel like that'd be a crazy cool concept. And I'm sure things have been done like that for movies, but like a crazy cool concept Mm. of walking around, you know, in ancient Rome, but you're also not in ancient Rome. (laughs) You know, Florence, Florence was a breath of fresh air in regards to the, okay, probably less people have died here. Yeah. So one of the. (laughs) No, not at all. (laughs) <laughs> well, who knows? Uh, did yeah. you look at those statues of like the battle images and the and the? I mean the whole yeah. the whole Medici how how Florence was oh, populated yeah. was an act of pillaging and rape that oh. was that was pretty horrific, you know. Yeah. And, and and then depicted in these statues, and which by the way were quite overwhelming, the number of <laughs> naked statues that we looked you at go. together as a I family, our, yeah. our family selfie in front of David, <laughs> yeah, in front Christmas of like card. anatomy everywhere. I was yeah. telling Eddie, it's like you know, and you walk in through these museums with like all of these images of like these like overwhelming numbers of art pieces of art. So it's yeah. like in reality, yeah. it's like the way they were created was one at a time. Right. And so mm-hmm. when you think about like when people enjoyed art back then, it was like they wouldn't look at a whole probably exhibit of, of similar statues. They'd be yeah. like, hey, look what I just spent four years to make. And yeah, yeah, really yeah. Cool. I made this out of a rock, <laughs> <laughs> marble. I handcrafted yeah. this. We were big fans of Michelangelo. And yeah. when we went to go see David leading up to the big presentation of it, are a bunch of, I think it's six or so unfinished works of Michelangelo. And we kept saying how pissed Michelangelo probably is that they put a bunch of his unfinished work up in a museum that he obviously, <laughs> like, he was known for being so particular about what he liked and what he didn't like and what was good oh, enough yeah. that they yeah. straight up put stuff. He yeah. was like, it just started. And yeah. I had never known that they, they said that, so the big famous um, Pieta, I guess is the way you That's say it. That's it, in in Rome. So when I was there in 1981, which is, um, which Jesus is, after he's been yeah, Mary, crucified right. and Mary holding his body, right? And so that's in Rome. So when I was there in 1981, the the actual piece was somewhere else being restored or something, and they had a replica there. And I went, oh my gosh, that's so gorgeous! Like, how can the real one be, you know, better than that? I mean, what's the big deal? And then I saw it this time, and it, mm-hmm. I literally gasped and like teared you were up. Very emotionally I moved. I couldn't just believe by it. I was. It. it was so unexpected. Yeah. It's like, oh, hey guys, it's over here. And we walked up to it, and I was just like, oh my gosh. It's so. It's. It feels perfect. Like yeah. I, something. That I just thought something. That, yeah, never clicked with me when I studied this in school. Was like you. Of course, the you know the cloth is just perfect somehow it looks so real and and even you know you compare it to the other ones and it's like no michelangelo did it the best at 23 (laughs) it looks real and and you can see like the muscles underneath the skin of everything and so you know such a dramatic scene it's just uh, yeah it feels real it's crazy yeah the concept of chiseling it's just insane to me. I'm like, what do you mean? It was like, a big block and now it's and it's like is it? that not super easy to mess up? <laughs> yeah. Yes. yes so, it is. It is. Yeah, but what we found out was he actually did four of these pieces. So the most mm-hmm. famous one, I'm assuming, is the one in Rome, um, at the uh Basilica at the Vatican. No, no, and, I'm sorry, I'm sorry uh, the Sistine. Yeah, Basilica. Wait, St. Peter's, Basil- Basil- Peter's Basilica, Basilica right, at the right. Vatican City. Right. And then, but there's another one in Florence that's mm-hmm. unfinished that he was very unhappy with and 
and, and mutilated. mutilated it and they restored it and, they and to restored Maddie's it. point yeah. being like yeah. oh bet he's yeah he's like guys I gave no. you so much exactly art. like Sistine Chapel I gave you David <laughs> leave like my ruins as <laughs> ruins but yeah. they call it there they call it his his most personal pieta you know that, like, was, even, that was in was a personal. Florence <laughs> and ad- he's advertisement it. that I read that that was that was yeah. but but where are the other two I don't know so but I haven't looked in, that up in yet. that one in Florence Lawrence, um, I believe this is what we said. I hope it's correct. Of that, um, he he's in it. He's standing behind Mary yeah, and, yeah. and Jesus. Yeah, he painted his face into that image. He painted it. Well, no, he, he, he chiseled his face. it. He but yeah, but, but to your point about <laughs> about sculpture, oh. which was Michelangelo's favorite medium, um, he told us. Yeah, you know, everybody knows. <laughs> Gonna come on. No, but it's like you think about it. You work on something for so, 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 so long, and then you could ruin it like yeah. so easily. Yeah. yeah. After I, I, I don't remember. Or I, have, I have no clue how long it takes, but like it, it seems like it would take like a ten years or yeah, I don't know, like years to make stuff. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. You're making something that's taking like, a long I, time, and the Pope's like, "Get your butt over here! I want you to paint a ceiling for four years." Yeah. <laughs> and he's no like, "No, he, I can't." He and he's like, it, "It's and a lot of money," and he does it. And, and then you're a sculptor and you're a painter and you're an architect, which, by the way, we want you to rebuild the whole dome on the roof of the of the Vatican City, uh, Vatican City <laughs> ca- oh, yeah. um, Cathedral as well. And then that one pope commissioned like five too. statues out of him, like five giant you know, larger than life statues. Yeah, that's, that's a little weird. All the all the kind of like he, the, the, extravagance. the extravagance. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, of, yeah, of the popes, I wasn't, I wasn't big into. Like, you walk yeah. into a church, you want to, you want to see Jesus, not the literal body the humble, of a pope. Yeah, yeah, but, yeah so remember there. that at the at the mm-hmm. at that last place that we went to. Now, Mummified. I wish we had Saint Peter's seen Basilica. It. There was a a pope, a mummified pope. It but dressed like Santa Claus. <laughs> oh wait, yeah. So that was actually a that mu- was him. That was yes. That was his mummified yes. body. Wow. Okay. Sorry, Mama, what were you no, saying? No, but the, there was the other place that we in in Florence that we went to. Maggie, you and I were you, we separated from the boys. That was at that. Oh yes, You're that was at that museum. Uh-huh. It was at the opera, right? That the they call it the opera. The it, it was, Aca- academia. Yeah, academia, where they had all <laughs> a lot of the stuff. But they had like horcruxes, right? No, it was like, like I don't know what, what those things These are. These sculptures, but and then it'd be glass, and then there'd be bones. There's inside. bones inside. There was and parts everything of was in Italian. <laughs> I don't think it was the popes. I think I want you know, but we didn't get a guide on this one. This is probably one where I would definitely like to know what we were looking at because I was like. Like that looks like teeth, and then when we saw the bone of like a, a arm bone or something, like all right, now nah, there's definitely something up with these these pieces yeah. of art. They're so beautiful, but there's little <laughs> yeah uh, relics in there. Imagine being like, do you want to be uh, cremated or buried? And you're like, I want my bones in this sculpture. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> That's what I want. And I want you to put it in a museum. <laughs> I want you to mummify me and dress me like Santa Claus. <laughs> that was crazy. Oh, no, not that one. Oh, oh my gosh! God. Yeah, that was I, when we saw when we saw the Pope's body yeah. in in Saint Peter's Basilica. A part of me was like, "No, that's not it," because mm. you know he's so pale. Because oh yeah, he's been yeah. there a been long, long a time. Um, and I, but that had to have been with his consent, right before he died. Oh, I think it was his idea. It was his idea. I want and yeah, and, you know, and that's the thing I said when we walked out of the Sistine Chapel, and even before we went in the in the Basilica. Was like, I just had this image of Jesus coming back and going, "Yeah, yeah, guys, uh, this isn't what I meant. <laughs> yeah. This yeah. is not what I had in mind." Yeah, yeah we had this conversation because yeah. that's that's so interesting. Even it's said so many times, like by Peter and Paul and different yes. people in the Bible, like, "Guys, this is not about me. Do not glorify me." Yeah, and then it's Saint Peter's Basilica, and like, obviously, I get it, you know, and like. It's not his fault or anything, but that is a really interesting it, point yeah. of like, you know, Jesus came in a lot of ways it, to take away religion and, and to, mm. to yeah. remove like that, 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 to make it more accessible. Yeah. To take yeah. away the facade of just it having to be this of and it's pristine. And, almost. Yeah, like, yeah, for sure. Um, but what I told you guys too was cause I totally understand that and I'm behind that. Um, but also like praying in that church and just like, right you know, talking like to God, it kind of felt like a tiny glimpse of heaven where, mm. you know, you read 
the Bible yeah. describing heaven and it's like gold streets and like the, you know, gold is like the most precious thing we can imagine materialistically on earth. And so like, obviously it's going to be used a lot in the Bible to describe like perfect, you know, heaven or whatever. Um, and so like, I, I kind of got a little bit of a glimpse of that where I was like, it was really cool to pray in, in like a church where like thousands of other people, hundreds of years before me have prayed. Um, and in that in that aspect, it felt beautiful. But then you look over and yeah. there's there's a pope. <laughs> and I was but, like, oh. But that is a good point. It's like this is a, this is as close as we in our limited human way can make something that resembles God's masterpiece. You know, yeah. um, And that's why artists are always struggling and always falling short. And it's always about um, the best of the best work mm-hmm. out there. Yeah. So. So what's next? So, Where do you guys yeah. want to go on our? Oh my next gosh, adventure? I'm done traveling. <laughs> yeah. I'm such a homebody. Well, we I were tra- we like- were traveling yesterday, literally on flights all day long, and so imagine you feel that way. Yeah, I was literally like, "Is it wrong to be like disappointed that we're going to Italy instead of just home for the holidays?" Because we just moved into a new house, and I envisioned all of us, you know, home for an extended time, watching Christmas movies and wrapping presents and baking or whatever. And, uh, but yeah, this was, Italy was fabulous and mm-hmm. yeah, I think we're all ready for, for a restful, a restful few days following. Yep. yep. Get to see a lot of fam- family and cousins and, um, that's going to be awesome. Oh my gosh. Wait, are the cousins coming? Yeah. Everybody, everybody's going to be here. Wait, that's so exciting. Um, very, very exciting. Yeah. Italy was wonderful. Thank you guys for taking us. That was oh, yeah. awesome. Yep. Oh, you're welcome. Um, and thank you guys for listening. Exactly. Yes. <laughs> oh, a transition. Fabulous new year. Yes. And we'll talk to you after the new year, right? Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Reach out to us at wholesomechaos.com. We have some questions that we'll get to next week. So make sure you hit that subscribe button and you'll be notified as soon as we drop the next episode. And uh, and thanks again for being part of the podcast and for an amazing year with you. Ooh, absolutely. Here's to another one in 2023. Bye. I love Bye. you guys. <laughs> love you, everyone. Love Have a great week. Bye. Bye. So drinking age <laughs> in Italy. I don't know what it is, but I know I'm over it. It's whenever you want. It's whenever, it's whenever you want. Um, and I, I drank in front of you guys. Whoa. Yeah. <laughs> and you guys, you? you guys found out that I am in fact. You're a lightweight. I'm such a lightweight. <laughs> no, literally. It was insane. That um, was very funny. <laughs> yeah. After like an hour, it's like, and you had like four sips. Um, Do you want Eddie to have that? I was like, no, I'm working on it. I'm fine. I'm like, fine. no, I'm going to drink it. Yeah. You never, never did. <laughs> yeah. One less thing to worry about. <laughs> As humans, we're naturally driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search. Match. With Indeed, when I was looking to hire someone, it was so slow and overwhelming. I wish I had used Indeed. If you need to hire, you need Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform, with over 350 million global monthly visitors according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't just help you hire faster. 93% of employers agree Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites, according to a recent Indeed survey. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash podcast. That's Indeed.com slash podcast. Terms and conditions apply. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.